0: But I started thinking about this day that we're celebrating, this Valentine's Day, this day of love. And uh, me and Patricia, we've exchanged cards. We've bought brought the flowers and the gifts and all these things that go along with that. And we try to show each other how much we love her. But I ask you today, how, how have you tried to show the Savior how much you love him today? Not just on Valentine's Day, but how much do you show him every day how much you love him? Because he's worthy of love today. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of the honor. He's all worthy of the glory. Amen. Sometimes it's hard to praise Him, ain't it? Boy, this life's sure so hard some days and things get in the way. And but I started thinking, how did we learn to love? How did we learn to do all these things and my mind started thinking back of when I was, a, not when, I don't remember when I was a baby, but I know when my girls were babies and how they were coming up and how we had to teach them right from wrong. We had to teach them how to do good things. We had to teach them about how to treat people right. And we had to teach them how to love things. You see, when we're born into this world, we're born as sinners. Dirty, rotten sinners, each and every one of us, because that's in our blood, it's in our DNA. That's how we're born today. And as a child, we learned to try to make everything all about ourselves. When you're following, if you watch your children when they're little, and as much fun and as much joy as they bring, they live for themselves. It's all about them. Not putting your babies down or nothing like that, but that's just the truth of the matter, because they have to be that way to survive. They cry when they're hungry. They cry when they need something. That's the only way they can communicate and they cry because they need your attention. Likewise, that's how it ought to be when we come to our Heavenly Father. We ought to cry out to Him because He's waiting to give us exactly what we need. But how did we learn to love when it's inbred in us to be sinners? it's It's bred in us to be selfish. Somebody had to teach us how to love and I started thinking that how did I learn to love that's the thought that went over and over in my mind as I was getting ready to come this evening because we're born sinners we don't have to learn how to sin but we have to learn how to love one another this doesn't come naturally but psalm 51 5 says behold I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me In Ecclesiastes 7.20 says, For there is not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. Psalm 58.3 says, The wicked are estranged from the womb. That means they're estranged when they're born. They go astray as soon as they be born speaking lies. That's Psalms 58.3. Romans 5.12 says, Wherefore as by one man sinnered into the world and death by sin. And so death was passed upon all men for that all. Have sinned. Romans three twenty three. We know this for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans three ten. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. So how do we learn to love? How do we learn these things? I remember my mom showing me things when I was growing up, teaching me to do right and wrong. And I thought, boy, she sure taught me a lot about love. And that's what we're to do with our youngest. Proverbs 22, 6 is train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he's old, he'll not depart from it. But I didn't really learn about love till I started looking in here. My mom sure taught me a lot. And I tried to teach my kids a lot. And I've learned a lot from different people. But I ain't never learned nothing like I've learned from these holy pages. Amen. I've never learned anything like I have from the Heavenly Father, what He showed us in His Word. Amen. So we learn this, that love is not something that comes natural to us. Love is not natural to us. Sin is natural to us. Selfishness is selfish to us. A rebellious nature is, is, comes natural to us. That's who we are. But once we meet Him, boy, He changes everything, and He can teach us to love. Amen. A lot of times we think that attraction is love. No doubt there's some of you young people you saw, maybe you're dating somebody now and you you saw this person, you say, boy, I like him. Boy, she's pretty, she's hot. And we call it love at first sight. And and sometimes maybe somebody that's kind of true. But more often than not, our eyes are just attracted to them. Our, Our nature's attracted to them because of what we see. But I learned this you don't know somebody till you marry them and start living with them. Some of you that's nearly married can testify that, amen? And I ain't saying nothing bad about you, sweetheart. I wouldn't trade, we've been married going on 24 years this year, and I, or 23 years. I wouldn't trade a, nothing for it. But we had to learn how to love each other. We thought we loved each other when we got married, but we had to learn. How to love. We didn't know how to love. Likewise, we don't know how to love today, except God shows us how to love. And I'm glad he can show us in his word how that we can love. 1 John chapter number 4 tonight, if you got your Bible. Reading through this book of love that we find here written by John. I like to hear them pages turning, amen? The first John four, verse number seven says, beloved, let us love one another for love is of God and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God at any time. And if we love one another, God dwelleth in us and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know that we dwell in him and he in us because he hath given all us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the father sent the son to be the savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because because as he is, So are we in this world. Aren't you glad for the love of God tonight? How did we learn about God's love? I see tonight, uh, before we get into the the message, uh, there's a... Try to describe the love of God. And we read here in 1 John about the love of God. But how can we describe the love of God? And I say tonight, we can't fully describe the love of God. I can't understand why He would love me. Why He would love somebody as low down and rotten as I am. Why He would love somebody like me. But I know this, I'm glad He does. I don't understand how He can do that. But Romans eight thirty eight says for I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor power nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I don't understand it all but I'm glad that we can experience it tonight amen. It's an unending love. God's love is eternal. Our love for each other can fade. Our love for each other is often circumstantial. I'll love you as long as things are well between us. But the minute things go wrong we turn against each other. And we don't love each other anymore. I'm glad God's love is not like that. Amen. Jeremiah 31 3 says I have loved you with an everlasting love. God's love will never end for you no matter how much that you do wrong. No matter how you may turn your back on God. God love for you will never fade aren't you glad for that tonight that God's love for you is not conditional on who you are it's all about who he is and his love is perfect it's also an unselfish love like I said we tend to love somebody about the same amount of love that they love us hey uh, Tony you you do something for me I'll do something for you that's how much we love each other now if you don't do something for me I ain't going to care about you at all But as long as you start doing something for me, I'm going to love you. That's the conditional part of our love. And I love you because you're my brother. That's the way love ought to be. But a lot of times, that's how we are. You love each other for what you can get out of the relationship. And I don't love God for what I can get out of the relationship because he already gave me everything. He got nothing in return. Aren't you glad that his love ain't conditional about what we can give of him? But that he knew what he was getting when he got us. And I'm glad for that love of God that's unselfish. Amen. 1 John 4, 19, read on down. It says we love him because he first loved us. We learn to love because of him. Amen. It's an unmerited love. What does that mean? It can't be earned. There's not a thing you can do to earn the love of God tonight. But he freely gives it. Not because of who you are. Not because of what you can do. Not about anything about you, but it's all about who he is. He is perfect love. He is holy love. And he loves you with that kind of love tonight. How much do you love him? I'm glad I can love him, but I don't give him what he deserves. Hey, Amen. He deserves so much better than I have to offer him. and He serves and deserves much better than what you can offer him tonight. But I'm glad that we can still do our best to love on the Lord, amen, and try to show Him how thankful we are, how grateful we are for who He is because He's so worthy of that love, amen. Ephesians 1, 6, to to the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the Beloved. It's all because of Him that we're accepted, amen. Not because of us, but because of Him. His love, it's an unconditional love. It's not based on what we can or cannot produce. It ain't based on whether you're sitting here in the pew tonight or sitting somewhere else. It ain't based on any action on your part. His love is unconditional. Now, I like to see your faces on here on Wednesday night. And I I know we don't get to come here a lot anymore. Things have picked up in the ministry and we don't get to see your faces. But can I tell you something that's sure good when we get to? I love this place. I miss my pastor because he's not here tonight. And I I miss being around the people of God that have taken us in some 15 years ago. We got to adding up the years that we've been at Bethel some 16 years ago now that we've been coming here. And it's hard to believe that time has flown by and it's been 16 years since God sent us this way but I know this God sent us over here for a reason because I needed my children to learn from the Word of God. I needed to learn from the man of God. I needed to see an example of what it was to be a preacher. I needed to see all these things and because of God's infinite wisdom and His love for us He guides and directs our paths and gives us what we need. Aren't you glad for the love of God, amen, that shows us and gives us exactly what we need? Oh, I bless His name for that tonight. God's love, it's a supernatural love. It's a sacrificing love. It's a satisfying love. And 2 Peter 33, 9 says, The Lord is not slack." Concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's how much God loves you and this entire world. He's not willing that anybody would have to die and go to hell. But He gave sin His Son Jesus to die on a cruel Roman cross to be the propitiation for your sin and for my sin, and that we could be saved because of it tonight. Boy, that's how God's love is. I really thought I learned about love from my mom and from being married and all these things, but I didn't know nothing about love until we got in here, like I said earlier. So number one, how I learned about love, it was from the birth of a supernatural baby. I'm glad that Jesus came to this earth. I hate he had to bleed and die, but he had to. So that he could be the sacrifice for your sins and for my sins. Have you ever thought of that? Don't you love him so much that you wish there was another way he could have done it? Not had to go through all the things he did, but he had to endure the cross, had to endure the shame, had to do all these things because of your sins, my sins, the sins of generations past and the sins of generations to come. Because of this, he had to endure the cross, suffer the shame, bleed and die for you and for me. the name of Jesus, oh, it's the greatest name ever given under heaven. And I'm glad I know him tonight, Amen. It's the name of God's only holy begotten Son. It's the name of our Savior and His name is Jesus. Luke chapter number 1, we see the story of where the angel comes to Gabriel or Gabriel comes to the Virgin Mary and tells her, you're going to have a son and it says here in the sixth month, Luke 1:26, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled At his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation that this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great. And shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. I learned about love from a baby. This baby's name was Jesus. In the New Testament, we see the details of the birth of this baby. We find it in the the Gospels of Matthew. And look, however, we can see about the life of Jesus in every book found in the New Testament. In Matthew, we see Christ as the Messiah. In Mark, He's the servant king. In Luke, He's the great physician. In John, He's the son of God. In Romans, He's our righteousness. In Corinthians, He's our holiness. In Galatians, He's mine and your justification in Ephesians he's our perfection in Philippians he's our provider in Colossians he's our hope Amen. in Thessalonians he's our soon coming king in Timothy he's our shepherd in Titus he's our rewarder in Philemon he's our encourager in Hebrews he's our high priest in James he's our wisdom and in Peter we find him to be our inheritance in 1 John he's the lover of all men as we just read about Going to Jude. He's our warrior in Revelation. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. His name was Jesus. And because He loved you and He loved me, He came into an old manger there in Bethlehem. He was born there as a baby in a manger in a world full of sin where He didn't really belong so that He could give His life as a sacrifice for you. And for me. That my friend is how I first learned about love. Because Jesus came as a babe in a manger. And I'm glad I know about who he is today. Secondly I learned about love. From the life of a sinless man. Jesus did what no other person who ever lived. Or will ever live can do. And that's live a perfect spotless sinless life. Aren't you glad for the sacrifice he had? Because Jesus did not have the sin nature in him. Why? Because he had his father's blood. I was born with my father's blood. And his DNA was passed down to me. And that DNA came through as a bold, rotten sinner. But Jesus was born special. He was born as a baby with his father's DNA about him, his father's blood in him. And there's not one thing sinless or sinful about him. Not one spot was found in him because he lived a perfect and sinless life. We read about this, John 1, 1 says, "...in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God." All things were made by him. This is talking about Jesus the whole time, amen. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. And there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light. This is John. He was not the light, but he was sent to bear witness of the light. that was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. And he came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Aren't you glad that He came and dwelt among us? And the Word was made flesh, and it says later on, And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Friend, tonight Jesus has always been from eternity past to eternity present, through all of eternity future. Jesus was there to speak creation into existence. When mankind became a living soul, he was there. He was God there. He was God then from the beginning. God did not create him, he has always been God. Jesus was never created. And a lot of times the, the world will start to have you believe that Jesus came into existence when he was born. Frank, can I tell you something? As he was from the beginning, the scripture says, Jesus was there from the beginning before time began. And he'll be from etern- everlasting. But he chose to take upon flesh incarnate. And he came down at, at, roped in the body of a man so that he could bleed and die for you. And he faced everything that we could ever face. His friends turned their back on him. Every one of them. He faced disappointment. He faced hard times. He faced tough times. He faced loneliness. He faced depression. He faced all these things. But yet he sinned not. And he gave us a perfect example of how to live our life. Aren't you glad that we have the life of Jesus that we can learn to love by? He came to life... He came and lived this life because he loved you and he loved me. He wanted to see you in heaven with him one day. But it was going to take a sinless, spotless sacrifice to pay for your sins and for my sins. Friend, that's how I learned about love. I learned from the baby in the manger. Then I learned from the life of the Savior. Lastly tonight, I learned about love from the death of a sacrificial savior. And Jesus came to this world for one purpose and one purpose alone. He came as the final sacrifice to atone for the sins of man forever. It was impossible for man to save himself on our own. There was nothing that we could do. Our righteousness, as Isaiah said, was nothing but filthy rags. That my best days were a stench in the nostrils of God. Your best days are nothing In God's eyes, it's nothing but filthiness, rottenness. And who are we to think that we could come any other way but through the Savior and His love tonight? Aren't you glad that He provided a way for you to know what love was truly all about so that we could celebrate here on a Valentine's Day here in Spruce Pine, North Carolina and know what love was really all about. I'm glad that I've experienced the love of God. Amen. But we wouldn't know anything about this love had he not gave his life. Isaiah 53, 4 says, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was wounded for your transgressions. They laid the stripes upon him for you, because of you and who you are, and because of who I am. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon Him. With His stripes we are healed. All oh, we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one into His own way and the Lord hath laid on Him the iniquity of us all. Aren't you glad He took the burden of the cross? took the burden of our sin and paid the final payment on sin's penalty on mankind. Acts 4, 11 says, This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there any salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. There's no other way to be saved but through Jesus Christ tonight. And it's because of His love. He provided this way so we could learn about love. My friend, man, we were in a host in hopeless condition. There was no hope for us But there was going to have to be a sacrifice made for you, made for me. But because of the price that Jesus paid on the cross of Calvary, oh we can have hope today. Amen. Because Jesus was born into the sinful world we can have hope today. Because he took up a robe of flesh lived a perfect, spotless, sinless life. We can have hope today because he took and laid his life down on the cross of Calvary. You and I can have hope today amen because he lay in the tomb for three days you and I can have hope but beyond that because he rose victorious over death victorious over hell victorious over the grave you and I can have hope tonight why is that because he, he showed us what true love was all about he showed you how to love he showed me what love was all about and this is how I learned about love tonight Ephesians 2 4 says, But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us. Quickened means to make alive. Amen. Quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come. He might show the exceeding riches of His grace and His kindness through Christ Jesus. John 14, 6 says, Jesus saith unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Friend, tonight Jesus paid the full price for our sins. Nothing else has to be done about it. It has been settled forever. All it takes for you to have your sins cleansed from you is putting your trust in the the saving blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll call on him to be your Lord and you can be saved tonight. Ephesians 2 8, for by grace you're what? Saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Because Jesus rose from the death. Oh, death couldn't hold him. Aren't you glad he had power over death? Aren't you glad he had power over the grave? Why is that? Because we know that if we have to lay our life down, or should we die of natural causes or whatever, he's got power to raise us up again to be with him. Amen, incorruptible, be with him forever. What a hope we have. Why? Because he loves us. Friend, he loves you tonight. And I hope you've learned to love from the example that he's given us. Revelation 1.17 says, And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, for I'm the first and the last. I'm he that liveth. And was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. And have the keys of hell and death. Because Jesus lives. We get to live also. Amen. Amen. He demonstrated his love. By coming down in a manger as a baby. He demonstrated love to us. By living a perfect, spotless, sinless life. And then he surely demonstrated his love to us. Through the cross of Calvary. What great love he has tonight. And that's why I wanted to look at that song in the hymn book, Could We With Ink the Ocean Field? Were the skies a parchment made? Every stalk on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade. To write the love of God above would drain the ocean's dry. When we start talking about the love of God here, how he came to, uh, the way he did to show us love, how could we ever tell it all? We can't. We can't tell it all. But I'm glad we can tell people about it. We can try to tell people all we know about it. They don't have to stop us from telling people about God's love because we don't understand it all. I don't understand how the lights work. But I ain't going to sit in the dark till I figure it out. I I don't understand the love of God. But I want to tell everybody about the love of God. Why? It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. And if you've been saved tonight, it's the best thing that's ever happened to you. And on this Valentine's Day, as we're gathered here together, I'm glad that we know what true love is all about. Thank God for his love tonight. 1 Corinthians 15, 54 says, So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave! grave! Where is thy victory? I'm glad because I've, he loved us and he showed us how to love. When it comes our time to cross over and to go home, we don't have to worry. We don't have to fret because he's going to be there with us every step of the way. He said, Lo, I'm with you always. And because he promised that, we can trust him. Amen. In closing tonight, I was reminded of a story of this young brother and his sister the young brother had been really sick when he was younger with some kind of disease. that I don't remember what it was, but he had antibodies built up in his body enough that they overcame this sickness, and he was healed of this disease. A couple of years later, his sister came down with the same sickness, the same disease, and she wasn't as strong as he was. She couldn't overcome it, but their blood type was the same. So the doctors got to thinking, hey, if we could take... Some of this little boy's blood and put it in his sister. Maybe the antibodies that's in him will help with this disease and give her the strength to fight off and heal her. So they asked the little boy, Would you give some blood to your sister? Now he was just still a young and he didn't understand what they were talking about. He just knew they wanted him to give blood. And he thought about it and pondered about it. It didn't take him long to say, Yeah, I'll give my sister blood because he loved her. Oh, he loved his sister. He'd hated to see her sick like that. So the day of the procedure came and the doctors laid them on the table together and they started transferring his blood over to her and it was a slow process and they they were doing all these things and all of a sudden a concerned look came on the boy's face and he he looked to the doctor and he said, Doctor, when am I going to die? This young brother didn't understand they only wanted a little bit of his blood to put in his sister. He was willing to give it all so that she could live. That's the kind of love they have for each other. Frank, can I tell you something tonight? That love like that pales in comparison to the love that God has for you and the love that God has for me. And I'm glad we get to know what that love's all about. Amen? Amen. I'm glad we get to know what that love's all about. Aren't you glad that he loves us with a perfect love? An unpretentious love. A love that don't expect anything in return, really. He just wants us to love Him. And I'm glad that we know Him tonight. As we're standing to our feet, thank you for your attention tonight. I pray that you all have a blessed week and continue on. And if you've not told the special people in your life today that you love them, tell them that you love them. Show them some kindness. Show them some love. But more importantly than that, show God some love before this day's over. Show Him. Talk to Him. Tell him who he is to you. He loves you with a perfect love. And I'm afraid we fail to love him like he deserves. But I'm glad he taught me how to love. Mama tried to teach me and I couldn't learn from her. She tried. I learned a lot from my wife and being married. But that didn't, wasn't good enough. But I learned what love was like when I look at Calvary. And I look at Jesus Christ and the example that he gives. So I pray you have a blessed Valentine's Day. Thank you for your attention tonight. Uh, We're going to dismiss in prayer, but is there anything that needs to, to be said or done before we dismiss tonight? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for your love tonight. Often we wonder where we would be without the love of God. And as we sang about and as we read about the song, how, how could we ever tell it all of who you are and what you really, uh, how, how great the love of, that you have is to us? And God, we're ashamed and we're embarrassed of how we fail you so many times. And oh, we get so caught up in the things of the world and everything going on. And I don't just take time out of my day sometimes to say, I love you. God, I love you tonight. I thank you for being my all in all. I thank you for saving my soul. I thank you for teaching me about love. I thank you for your word that that we could read about your love. Lord, I thank you for these things. And I thank you for these folks that's here tonight. And on this day that man set aside to tell each other that we love them, God, I pray we'll do just that. But I pray somewhere along the way we'll spend time with you. Because I know this, you certainly want to spend time with us. And that's the one relationship we often fail to give the time it deserves. Lord, forgive us of that. Thank you for being good to us. Thank you for your grace that you show to us. God, I pray you'll go with everyone that's here tonight. God, give them a good rest of the week. God, keep them safe as they depart. God, I pray that you'll just bless them beyond a measure. And God, put your favor down, shine your favor right to where they are. Lord, we love them. But God, I can't love nobody in here like you love them. God, we're thankful for your love tonight. Thank you for being our Savior. Lord, we love you. Give you praise in Jesus' name.